Hello, everybody. My name is Layla Roche. My spiritual name, I like to say my author name is Layla Rose. Um, my Instagram is at Layla Rose Wellness, and I post all of my yoga teacher, meditation, energy healing things on there. But I also have a podcast called Heal and Hustle, which I was actually inspired by the collective show to start my own podcast. So that was really, really exciting. And one of the ways that, um, you know, as you connected, yeah, I loved trauma informed yoga and practice moving energies in the body. And I also host retreats and events in the Toronto and greater Toronto area here in my home in Canada. And I, yeah, I started teaching at a very young age of 12. And now I'm really interested in more of spiritual experiences. And part of that is diving into plant medicine, which I'm super excited to speak with Alasia about today. She's really, really great and knowledgeable about this stuff. So I'm excited to dive into the episode. Hi, guys. Welcome back to The Collective Show. I'm so grateful to be doing another episode with one of my soul sisters, Layla Roach. Love you, girl. And we have such a fantastic episode. I got my Kundalini Ascension and I got to integrate with my higher self. So a lot of uh, this episode is going to be sharing experiences about um, quote unquote plant medicines, working with, you know, psilocybin, ayahuasca. Uh, I have done recently um, hape or rape ceremony. So it's going to be a really good episode just talking a little bit about plant medicines. Um, so yeah, Layla, you take it away and uh, share some of the experiences and symptoms that you had. Sure. So this is a really cool dynamic that we have going on here, Alicia, because you have done Sacred Circle, and I have only done recreational use and my own self-guided basically journeys. So that's really cool for people to listen to. Um, so I've gone from a perspective of using plant medicines such as, let's start with a simple one, marijuana, weed. Um, so that one I use recreationally in a poor state of mind, in a more of addiction focused state of mind, a physical wanting a pleasure, pleasurable sensation and wanting essentially to escape from going from that to using it when, and I, I was speaking with you about this actually not too long ago going from that mindset to using it for spiritual purposes, using it to deepen my meditation, using it to deepen my body connection when I'm in a state of disconnection and using it in a sacred sense in the sense that I'm not abusing it because plant medicines don't like to be abused. You know, they're a spirit. So um, that's something that I've invited into my life, that mentality, even with um, non-plant medicines like alcohol, it's always good to really realize that certain things have a time and place. And um, yeah, so I've gone from doing that to really using it to deepen my yoga practice, mainly um, to really pain, even using CBD just as a way to deepen my yoga practice, especially during COVID. Um, and what was another thing I want to say? Oh, yeah. So if we're going to dive into psilocybin and into mushrooms, which is something that that's the extent of what I've tried right now, obviously it won't be. And I'm really excited to eventually do things like ayahuasca and peyote. But my first experience with mushrooms was with, um, let me see if I can remember. It was with one of my good friends. I always do it with at least one other person around me and one of my trusted and close friends. So we did it together and I wasn't really sure what to feel. And for me, 
my first experience was a positive experience. We meditated together and we did some breath work. One of my favorite breath works, Wim Hof. That's what I did <laughs> to get it integrated into our systems. And I started to really feel this lightening in my chest and Overall, my chakras felt really light. Of course, there were some side effects of some nausea, some lightheadedness, which if you know how to breathe through those things, you'll be fine because if you're connected to your body, that's the goal is to really just breathe through it and to get past that. And uh, yeah, we actually took a walk in our old neighborhood and we didn't think we were experiencing anything at all. Um, we felt like we were just completely normal at that point and that you know they weren't working something was wrong we were very frustrated we're like what is going on there's nothing happening we're experiencing nothing and then I started to realize you know I feel very nostalgic in this moment because we were walking past my old preschooler we were walking past my old elementary school and it felt like Yes, there were lots of things going on inside my body, but at the beginning of the trip, it's more of just a blank slate of mind. You just feel more clear-minded, at least I just felt more clear-minded, and I was able to see everything and have these memories come back without having negative thoughts about it, without having, oh, I wish I could go back in time, without having those types of experiences, and um, I felt more connected to my body. If it was really cold, I felt really cold. And then after that, we finally got back home and we're in my room, their lights on, my room's very crystal infused, um, very sage, everything's, we cleansed ourselves and we just kind of sat there and we were looking through old photos. And for me, that first trip was very nostalgic and I got a really good sleep after that. And it was just very, very much a micro dose. And we felt feelings of just nostalgia and um, connection to one another. We even looked in the mirrors and we were like, wow, like I'm just appreciating your beauty, you're appreciating my beauty and you know we're both girls that grew up together so it was a nice experience of bonding but it was definitely a microdose I wasn't going too deep into my my koshas my sheaths spiritual sheaths of my body um yeah my second experience I guess we can go into that <laughs> um perfect so my second experience was with another one of my close friends again we were so frustrated we didn't think anything was happening to us. Um, so that was really interesting, but we really just wanted it to come over us and we wanted to accept the teachings that they were teaching us. So we did artwork together and we thought the artwork was like completely normal, like, you know, everything was fine. And then we look back on the artwork, like when we were not under um, the plant medicine or not tripping and we looked at it and it was basically we had gone through this journey together with eating disorders and with body dysmorphia and we were really just looking at this artwork and some of them were you know us eating ice cream some of them were us like enjoying and being as kids some of them were the third eye some paintings were um, happiness some paintings were little mushrooms like so we were really realizing like everything came for full circle and what we were expressing was deep really really deep in that moment um, but we didn't realize it we thought we were just drawing so that was interesting it was more of something that brought us deeper into our traumas and how we could express that in an artistic way so that was cool that's something I've also experienced just with marijuana as well but that was really cool to express our traumas creatively together and another thing I realized is we weren't judging each other too so if you're ever gonna do a plant medicine ceremony like do it with someone you trust and love and you're really going to see them for their soul and you're not going to see anything else really because your thoughts are so clear. 
And so we weren't judging each other and it was really interesting to see that. Um, and then I wanna go ahead and just skip the other ones cause they were just kind of my criticisms and go ahead to one of my deepest ones, which was with my friend. Once again, I did the first one with and we'd grown up um, together and you know, she's really close to me. So we did quite a bit and um, I can't remember how much it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't six grams. It was a little bit lower than that. Um, and so we really just did our meditation. We regrounded. And one thing that I really, really noticed was that all of the crystals in my home that I was connecting with, they were moving as if they were supposed to move that way. So, you know, when you see an agate and it has almost like these really cool swirls in it and really cool watercolor splashes. And you're like, how did it form like that? It looks like it should be moving. It looks like that energy should be coming through. Um, but it's stagnant. It looks like it's stuck in time. So that was one of the coolest experiences of my life. I saw that it was living. I could see its living expression. Um, and then what was another thing I really experienced? Oh, yeah. So I was trying to go to bed and I was shaking, like shaking a lot, releasing a lot of energy. Um, somehow I triggered the stress response in my body because I don't think I was really accepting what was happening because I was trying to force myself to go to bed. And I was trying to force myself and just really tell myself it's time for bed, but you have no concept of time when you're in a trip. So I was not accepting and I was shaking. I felt like, oh my God, like I couldn't throw up and shaking would go away and then it would come back. And when I tried to close my eyes, I saw all of these colors and these types of figures. And I saw this really ancient looking face. I saw Ganesh. And when I do meditations, I often see Ganesh, which is interesting because I know that back in my roots, we were Hindu, but I have never grown up with that. So it's really interesting that that always comes through for me as an elephant. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And the mantra that kept playing in my head is like, I see, I see the truth. I see what is real when I kept seeing this face and I couldn't escape it. And the, if the face wasn't going so fast, it just kept like kind of coming and almost like a Russian doll really, really fast. There's a face and then a face and then a face. And I was like, wow, this is really very intense. So I kept opening my eyes and um, the realization that I had there, I actually called my mom and I was like, I was debating whether staying in my job or going to university and it was really settling. And for me that I wanted to pursue a deeper purpose. And so I decided to go and learn, but for you, that might be something else, but that for me was my deeper purpose. And I decided it was, it was a turning page. Um, and yeah, the second time I did it, I was in my bed just relaxing. Um, and I had the idea for Lavender Love Fest, which is my first healing retreat. So that was really interesting. I thank plant medicine for opening up my creative side because I was journaling and I thought of that the last time that I did it, which was for my friend's birthday. So instead of going out and drinking, <laughs> that's what we did. We were in, um, in this cute little town and went to this giant crystal store and before that we were you know we got food and the food was moving a little bit and the town was moving a little bit and we just felt really uncomfortable because there's so much energy and we were also in this bookstore and all of these books were so aligned they're about holistic healing there was one about the matrix there was one about um actually satanism in there there was some about different spiritualities and we were just like amazed at all these books and almost overwhelmed by the energy we're like okay we need to protect our energy because there's a lot coming at us so we went inside the crystal store and immediately I felt better I felt connected to myself so for me it's always been about 
feeling energies when I work with them and realizing that everything has an energy and everything has a vibration. That's always been the lesson. Um, and yeah, once we got back, everything was relaxing. We were watching the waves crash and it was a really, really intense emotional time for me. I really felt like I had to breathe through nausea. I had to breathe through um, the lessons that were coming through for me, the energies that were coming through for me, but it just taught me like everything has a spirit and even when you're not on plant medicine you should try your best to see that and to connect to that especially when it comes to crystals and nature and things that we just step over and we just look past when we're in fight or flight but they really do impact us and same with people they impact us their energy is so potent and so is yours then so that's something that came for me. Your energy is powerful. Even when you don't see it, it's actually there. And these things allow you to see the truth. So that is, yeah, that's the that's the conclusion of my experiences. Thank oh, you. That's Islam. beautiful, Layla. Um, and I want to add that you sing Banesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being so connected to crystals is also a part of your um your past life timelines like that's a part of your DNA concept so I would dive deeper into that into like meditation or however you want to work with that mm-hmm. and allow to receive um more information on what which timelines those gifts and interests are coming from because that's beautiful and th- that's definitely a part of your uh soul's journey because you're really tapped into those things naturally. Layla did talk about being very conscious about what you're eating such as you know doing alcohol or even which plant medicines you're using of course I you can call them um I have a friend named shop he has this TikTok called uh launch to ascension and he calls them the food of the gods because he doesn't believe as uh, you know limiting them to a plant medicine so I'm kind of trying to cure the way that I speak spells on things in these realities because a lot of time we aren't tapping into what the tools we're using wants to be called Uh, so those those are just one of the things you can call them plant medicines or sacred medicine secret plant food of the gods whatever you may feel called to they are an ascension tool so when you are dabbling into working with these ascension tools just be aware you are going to have very impactful healing experiences whether it's the first time sixth time that is a part of the experience working with an ascension tool so when you are doing you know alcohol or eating a lot of meat eating a lot of waste you know uh, not really being conscious of eating because this is important to me and my truth but um, as my friend shop says that I'm really learning a lot uh of my timelines uh, with him because we also share a few of the same timelines. Um, But even he made me conscious about, you know, what you're eating and what you're drinking. The water that is infused with what you're eating is either light force energy or, you know, dark force energy. So it's very important to also be mindful if you are eating light force energy, which would be alkaline water, alkaline fruits, you know, Uh, fruit and vegetables, very kind of like a raw diet, because once you do cook foods and they go under a process condition, it's no longer living. So yes, you can think you're having a really healthy and alkaline if you're eating a lot of cooked vegetables and fruit, but it does lose some of its life force. It has to be kind of raw. 
So just wanted to pinpoint that, that when you are working with this ascension tool, your diet and fasting or what you're intaking or how much light you're allowing yourself to receive during these times is very important because, you know, mushrooms stay in your system or even depending on the plant medicine can stay in your system consciously teaching you in the background for more than two weeks. So it's it's just during these periods of time, depending on how much you take and how much your body weight is, of course, um, just be mindful, drink water. I would suggest fruit infused waters. It's antioxidant, gives you nutrients and it, and it keeps you at a high vibration because it has living life force in it with the fruit and the water. You can even set your attention on the water to prepare a week uh, um, before you start taking the mushroom because during the time before you start taking the mushroom, it's really important to also build a connection. A lot of the time when people have bad trips, it's because they're not either grounded within their being of what they clearly think they need to experience or um, once again, they're not really connected with themselves or the relationship with source that's coming through the consciousness of the plant medicines you're working with. So it can turn into a bad trip because you're not setting the intention and working and taking the time to actually get to know the conscious force with that specific plant medicine you're working with. So that's just very important to also just be conscious of everything as consciousness, your water, the animals, you know, the trees, the the air, every element is conscious. And when you tap into each element or tap into these sacred foods or sacred water or just sacred tools that we use for our own ascension process or just to have our day-to-day -day lives as humans, once again, very just important to connect, like like Layla said, and in, in her example, the crystals, very important. Each crystal does have its own set of consciousness and they do play a bigger role in our ascension process and the div divinity of the totality of it all. So um, that's just very important to me because when I was in a state of suffering, I didn't take that much time to actually prioritize my own needs and sit with myself and connect with myself and have a actually healthy connection. And that kind of uh, didn't allow me to have a healthy divine connection with source because I wasn't seeking it in a clear intentional way as I thought I was um but also just having a routine a routine is very important I do want to give props to my coworkers I work with at our little red one shop because they've been really uh, persistently along with my spirit team for the last year telling me to do spiritual hygiene routines and morning and night routines uh, so I definitely want to just also add that that it's good to have a routine when you're working with plant medicines. How do you wake up in the morning? Do you just pick up the phone and then kind of go into fight or flight or get stressed and then go to work? Or do you allow yourself to have an hour, two or three hours of prioritizing your own needs? You know, um, listening to frequency music, doing the meditations in the morning, affirmations, doing yoga or exercising, maybe taking a walk in the sunlight where you're getting your DNA activated and healing power naturally from the sun. Ancient, sacred healing methods that they've been using since the BC times that we have access to. But you also just need to be more mindful. Like, is this the way that you're investing your time? Are you investing your time by basically not giving yourself any time? And then you're complaining and saying that I don't have any any time and you're blaming it on your job or you're blaming it on A, B, C, D. Sometimes you just need to allow yourself to sacrifice 
quote unquote, sacrifice some time in the morning to give you that time. Maybe even start doing 30 minutes before you go to sleep to give you that time to really slow down and sneak into your feminine. Um, like I said, again, coworkers have taught me this, but um, yeah, the morning time, it rules the masculine because the sun rules the masculine and the moon rules the feminine. So if you are doing your morning routine in the morning, that's good for masculine. Exercising, yoga, walking, journaling, dream journal, grateful journal, you know, doing everything that you want to incorporate in your routine that you resonate with because not everyone's routine is going to be the same. And I can't stress that enough because it's everyone wants to use logic and knowledge to apply to everything in their life, but it's very important when you are ascending on your process to tap into yourself and use your intuition and ask yourself and your team what would be good to resonate with in my own routines because you can look at everyone's routine and it's still not going to resonate fully. So definitely just practice and see what feels right to you. And in your night routine, same thing. You can apply all that as long as it's more applying to feminine because you are about to slow down and go ahead and take rest for the night. So just applying the same kind of methods, but just more slow down and in flow and oh, spiritual baths for cleansing. I can't stress that enough. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Um, Layla, do you have anything that you incorporate into your morning or night routine or spiritual hygiene? I love this question. So for me, it's studying to become a psychologist and they rewrote, you know, the divine path. But um, yeah, so it's midterm season for me, as it may be for some of my other fellow Canadian or otherwise students. And a lot of people have been telling me, including my ego, that there's not enough time, that you constantly have to be studying, constantly have to be intaking, intaking, intaking information. Um, and I can go so deep, my ego can be so deep as to say that I can't do my readings of spiritual stuff that I want to read. I can't read my poetry because it's going to interrupt me intaking information from school. And then I have to take a step back and realize that I'm using school. School is not using me. And I am here to learn. And the information is not here to penetrate me and to take over my life. It's the opposite. And so it's a, it's a relationship and it can be unhealthy. So what I do, what I've recently been doing, is getting out of the habit of simply just staying in the habits that we're comfortable with and that we're used to. So for me, sometimes I'll go straight to Netflix or sometimes I'll go straight to my phone or I'll go straight to calling someone else, which isn't bad, or hanging out with my boyfriend, for example. That's not bad, but you're also not being in your feminine. You're not being in your yin, introverted space, and you're not being in your own energy. So for me, it's taken a lot of boundaries and knows as a practice of self-care and wanting to be alone and that's a continual cycle it's not something that I am better at than a laser laser is better at than me because we will always go in cycles of coming out of it and going back home to ourselves so it's always a cycle and it's not a linear progression upwards or downwards it's never that so that's something I've learned and it's humbling <laughs> to learn that as a yoga teacher, as somebody who considers themselves spiritual, it's humbling, um, but it's needed. So one thing that, to answer your question that I do now is I do crystal meditations. I'm so connected to crystals. They help me release a lot of blockages, especially in my heart space right now, because I feel stress and overwhelm and adrenal, even adrenal activation in my heart space. So I've 
I still feel it right now, but in my lower heart space, it feels like it's overactive. So I use more calming crystals on that space. I put one on all of my chakras and I'm not going to lie. It's not very long. It's maybe a 10 minute meditation in the morning or in the evening. I really have been enjoying guided meditations before bed, whether it's yoga nidra, you can even do a womb healing meditation if that resonates with you, if you're on your cycle, if you're not on your cycle. Um, and yeah, I want to talk about that too. If you are connected to your cycles, it can be a really powerful practice if you want to dive into that, because I suggest everyone should, because it should be free, it should be taught, but if you want to connect to your cycles, that in itself is a practice that you can do, a spiritual hygiene practice that you can do, journaling, writing in different phases, for example, your inner winter, your inner autumn, your inner summer, your luteal phase, so that's a practice I've been trying to get into, um, and another practice, I love journaling, I love writing, when creativity sparks, I don't shut it down, I write it out, so that's another practice I've been doing, honoring creative downloads, um, and yeah, just a meditation, crystal meditation every day, I've been doing it for the past three days consecutively, which is an accomplishment for me, um, so yeah, that's something that, thank you, that's something that I really want to do, use my sound bowls, and it doesn't have to be long, that's the one thing I want to stress to people, is like, if you feel like you woke up late, just do five minutes if you can, so yeah. You are on the divine right path for your own ascension process. You have all your infinite amount of versions to you connected in one time. So you are playing a bigger role in your higher selves and consciousness, Akashic Records, whatever you may call them, role. So yes, we are mastering with each timeline. You'll also learn and kind of get more awareness about things that you might have heard or put on a shelf you know like bookmarked it and then you might be like you know when the divine time is right in that season you have that awareness like oh I'm supposed to be doing this and one of the things I find about routines is it's not really a linear thing like not everyone's going to be doing the same thing I just I do so <laughs> and I just want to like say this now but like my human design is the great life experimenter uh, I'm also, uh, my son's Gemini, Moon's Pisces, uh, I'm a Virgo rising, North Node, and Taurus, so I just want to add, in my own experience, my whole life is based on just being the great life experimenter, so I include a lot of different practices all across the board into my routine, because there is no right or wrong way, um, a lot of time people might try to curb you in your truth, and you have to stand tall in your boundaries, and use your shadow, which is not always a bad thing, guys, your shadow protects you, and it tells you, this is my truth, you can't tell me nothing, so with the help of the shadow, um, definitely use your discernment on what you want to incorporate. And I just recently started doing Ayurveda incorporations. I'm about to start doing the uh, Kabbalah from Ancient Kemet. Um, I also incorporate the circadian rhythm in my routine. So I also do intermediate fasting. So it's like I'll stop fasting by 6 p.m. I'll go to bed by 10 p.m. I'll wake up at 6 a.m. and I'll eat uh, at 2 p.m. So that's the circadian rhythm. And it's very healthy and it keeps you balanced and at a high vibration. And if you guys ever take a look at that, just all the things I listed, you can, you know, use whatever you feel like is good for you to resonate with. But it's been helping me. So 
just just letting you know you don't have to be it's not one way to be doing routines it also Layla I think it's cool because since you like crystals like you feel so connected with crystals I feel so connected with crystals too and I my on my altar I have like probably like 200 300 crystals on my altar honestly I had a time when I spent all my money on crystals but I'm getting better you guys I'm getting better okay self-discipline is it's in season right now um but yeah I'm from you know my star seed is also Lumerian and in the Lumerian times we used to use crystals for DNA activations, or uh, we would write languages on the crystals for further generations to uh, decode and use to their own ascension process. So um, I was going to say maybe you're Lumerian. We, we will see. But I'm just saying uh, it's beautiful to also look up your DNA activation lineage. So in this case, your ancestor, you know, generational line, uh, maybe get tested and see what comes up because a lot of the time you can learn a lot about your timelines and what you're here to do or some of the spiritual gifts that you have that's not just the clear senses but are also star seed abilities and gifts um through looking through your lineage so that's also very important and i recently found out a lot about my own lineage and my own spiritual gifts and even uh new I won't say new timelines, but new awareness of uh, past lives, quote unquote, timelines that uh, I'm now learning about myself and I'm putting two, two together. And I'm like, oh, you know, all of it was already there. But I just took a little bit of help from the universe to put it in that season. And that's why I'm saying it's good to put things on a shelf and bookmark it. But if you naturally feel so interested and called to something without having a rhyme or reason, it's most likely because you've been using that practice or using that tool or having that same lessons through these topics in your multiple infinite versions of yourself in these timelines. Layla, do you mind if I go ahead and share my sixth grade experience? Okay. So we're gonna jump into it. Layla didn't hear about it yet, so I'm excited to tell her. <laughs> I'll start off by saying I met my higher self in October, I believe the mm, I want to say the second or the seventh, guys. It's one or the other. It was the second or the seventh I met my higher self. And she came to me through the void state that I normally talk about in these podcast episodes. You know, I normally do a lot of my astral travel or reality shifting through dream work. Um, you know, that's how I actually was getting a lot of psychedelic trips before I even did plant medicines. So that was beautiful, too. Like my spirit team would show me psychedelic trips during my dream state and use peacock feathers or certain signs to show me what it would feel like and it was crazy because a few months after I did start to incorporate them more into my daily life you know um I only do them when I feel called to really I only do it if my higher self gives me the go ahead because when you're working with plant medicines yes they do benefit you but as everything you can't manipulate a tool and there can be negative effects quote unquote not negative but that's the consequence so I'm just adding that too so going forward met my higher self on one of those days <laughs> and uh she appeared to me in the void state sitting crossed like um on the ground 
with her hands on the knees and just smiling at me. And she had a golden aura around her only on one side of her body. And that's their way of showing me that there is a being um, in my dream. So I have like a clear knowing of who I'm talking to in my dreams. They'll always put an aura around them or I'll have a clear knowing. Um, and yes, you can have your clear sense, your clear sense, senses and your uh, starseed gifts happen in your dream state. So a lot of the time people don't know that, but yes, mediumship is also, um, I believe it's called uh, premonition dreams too. Like when you can see the future that is classified as a mediumship, like clear senses for clairvoyance. So yes, you can have a lot of your clear senses show up in dream work. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying, uh, my higher self, I asked my higher self, uh, well, actually, I think I was thinking about it, but I didn't ask it. So it might have been like a telepathic communication, but I kind of just wanted to just not deal with it. <laughs> I'm like, there's a person that looks like me that's sitting in front of me in the void state. Like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, I was just asking to astral project a second ago. I'm in the void state looking at someone I don't know. Like, this is a little too much for me. But then I thought I went to my room wasn't really my room guys because you know like when you get trapped into a loop dream and you might think you're in your room but you're not really you're still in a dream kind of like that type of thing so I'm still in the astral realm but they just put me in a reality that looked like my room so I'm sitting in the bed I'm like okay I'll astral project now that I'm now I'm awake still in the dream just thought I was awake so my body starts to vibrate really intensely more than it normally does if I try to consciously do it and you know this reality like consciously uh it was vibrating really just rapidly and there was a blue aura that went around my whole body and then I heard this the loudest ear pitch ring you could ever hear in your life I literally accepted at that point I was going to go deaf I just accepted it yeah and as that was happening she well not she but I'm going to say she for this sake um she showed me the Berturian man symbol with the rainbow outline of it on the outside. And when I, I just started really doing energy healing in a public space, not online. So when I'm doing aura readings as well, what shows up like the symbol of it on the aura reading computer was the Berturian man. So I'm like, okay, this was a sign that I'm supposed to be doing energy healing at this time. And the Berturian man also symbolizes sacred geometry. So there's something about sacred geometry, a geometry that I'm also supposed to be working with as well. Um, I also think the Kabbalah is tied into this and I will get to that in a second. So after I see the vision, the ear pitch was so loud that I actually wasn't like, I was starting to get like fearful, but also I felt like I was in pain. I'm like, this is making me sad. Like, I don't want to be here. I, I just, it hurts. So then I woke up finally. <laughs> it went on for longer than I wish. But yeah, finally I woke up and uh, I, I, I'm like processing on the side of my bed like what just happened that was a lot but I'm like I don't want them to think that I can't handle it because I know that was my higher self or someone of my spirit team like so I'm like okay take some time process yeah flip over to the other side and there's this black little circle void appearing in my room showing me light codes little green little moving light light codes so still haven't digested what that was about but I do know through time I will figure it out 
but I did find out it is light code. So I am working with light code language in this lifetime as well. So that was just another sign. So I was just giving a little background of how my higher self presented, quote unquote, herself, no gender, just going to use her. This whole few months have, has been orchestrated by my higher self, by the way, with me getting my job that I've been manifesting also with my higher self putting me on an intermediate fast with her uh, getting me into doing the routines with me with her calling me to do the mushrooms or plant medicines in general uh, with her uh, bringing me to even just accept some of the things I wanted like scripting I would write down what I valued and what I wanted and it would show up super fast like not even a few days or weeks into it uh, just to give confirmation of hope and faith that anything I want is possible if I just ask and do the work and, you know, practice believing and trusting the process. So beautiful, beautiful ways of just showing me that they're listening. Um, And I was called to do my first mushroom trip, which I'm not going to really go too deep into that, but it was four grams and I did it with my friend Haley. Hippie Hay on TikTok, if you know her, she's a blessing, beautiful light being, um, soul sister. Uh, but <laughs> then I did 1.5 grams. I wasn't called to that to do that one. That one was kind of spontaneous, and I could feel like it was turning into a bad trip. So that was kind of not really a bad trip, but I could see how bad trips could be possible if you're not feeling called to work with a, a literal ascension tool. So. I went home right after I took that 1.5 grams and just had to meditate because when I did it, I was at a festival and now I know my limits. So just also be mindful when you think of the bad trip, it's really just your consciousness telling you of how to work with them and what are the right conditions for you to work with them. Um, so I just learned that day. I just don't want to be around a lot of people or in festivals with loud music and just people coming up to me and talking to me, asking me to follow them on their social media. And it was just a lot of stuff going on. Six grams, now we're getting to it. So I I had bought I had bought six grams a week prior and I didn't feel called to do them right away. And that's how I also knew that my higher self was using me to connect to the mushrooms, you know, psilocybin when the time was right. I I kind of worked with them for a week. I connected with the mushrooms for about a week. So in hindsight, I kind of laid with them, you know, put them on my heart, try to listen to them. And they would actually give me some pretty intense dreams during that time. So I was like, wow, these are conscious plant medicines like these are actual conscious beings it comes to the day of now guys so the day of when I actually took them I kind of planned it out it was on a Thursday and luckily my dad was actually off that day which I didn't know that but it was perfect timing and my mom was also working at home so it was kind of perfect timing I took the whole six grams at like 8 a.m and 16 minutes into it it already started to get a little rocky guys it got a little intense already so I'm I'm journaling because I always journal before I do the plant medicines and while I'm on it just to kind of you know I always do this for experimenting with my own ascension process I do not care for the high or anything other than working for my ascension process so 
I'm over here journaling it down, journaling how I feel, journaling beforehand, what everything I did. Like I put a coloring book right here and you know, I'm a Gemini. So I put all the extra details in my journal. And all of a sudden after that 16 minutes had hit, I couldn't do anything. I was just like, I need to lay down. Like it was just intense so fast, enhanced like sound and enhanced awareness already. Lay down, I, guys. Two seconds into laying down, my third eye opens, and I'm going through this portal where I'm sitting in, uh, like, um, the awareness of consciousness, like where all things are. But it was in the form of like, di like a dimensional entity, and the dimensional entity was kind of like golden, and it had grid. Like, I don't know if any of you guys, you know, uh, who are familiar with grid workers. But it was kind of like just grids all around the space. And I was just sitting there allowing every conscious awareness thought pass through me in the space because I still have my subconscious mind. So it was really the conscious awareness of that space reflecting my own subconscious thoughts through me um, and teaching me lessons through every thought I would pass pass through. So I was there for like what felt like eternity. Time does not exist in those dimensional realms or fields, energetic fields, whatever you want to call it, right? It's not earth on this 3D reality. It's not really grounded. So I don't know how long I was gone. I could have been gone consciously years. It. I was just out of here. So also I want to apologize for anyone that I snapped at or been irritable or any ascension symptoms that I had when I came back because just letting you know I was gone for a little minute and then I came back and then had to feel all those human emotions and stuff again so if I snapped at you I do apologize it's not me it's not me guys I promise it's not me <laughs> but yes so and and subconsciously I was bored I was really bored I said I wanted to go back to Earth because I was bored. Because you're just sitting there and you don't do much. You just sit there. You just sit there and you don't think. You just, you're just there. So then after I kind of surrendered to the dark and light for a while, uh, different dimensional entities came along. And I think at one point I did see the Kundalini snakes. Um, but I was so out of there that I can't really remember, but it looked like snakes coming at me. But, um, after flip-flopping a couple of times with the different dimensional entities, um, they woke me, no, they made me wake my eyelids up. Like, oh, first off, I also want to say when I closed my eyes the first time after the first 16 minutes when I couldn't handle it, I thought I died because I had my ego death during that time instantly after I closed my eyes. And that's why I went to that dimensional space because my ego technically died and I couldn't feel my body anymore. Like I was out of body and there was times where I could tap in and out, but I couldn't really feel my body. Like it felt like it was like dead. So I had to actually set the intention to come back to the vessel because I wanted this vessel to be safe. So I was kind of freaking out because not because I didn't, I didn't mind coming back or not. Cause when you're in that space, it's like, Oh, this is where my home is. So I don't really need to go back if, if it's not necessary, but I'm back. So it's necessary, <laughs> but yeah, um, I was only kind of upset that I would make the people that I love grief when they didn't need to grieve because I could just play this role out for a little bit longer. So now I'm like internally grateful to be human and be at this time. And I no longer rush through my experience because I know that 
all these infinite versions of me are kind of completing all the goals and desires I ever wished to have. It's like once you pass this vessel, you get to just see, oh, I already lived that. Oh, I already did that. So you don't really get too much attached to to everything anymore. Um, but yeah, I definitely did come back for the people I care about and love and to, you know, of course, fulfill this purpose. But if if it was called to do so, I could have stayed there because I felt like I was already there for a long time. <laughs> but yeah. So I woke up and when I woke up that time, six grams. And also, guys, I have a low tolerance. I do. I, I never I haven't drunk any like alcohol since I was 13. Like and it wasn't even like a lot. It was I think the last time I drank alcohol was like a little teaspoon of rum chata. So it was nothing like I have a low tolerance. I never smoked weed, never, not da 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 no. So when I have a very low tolerance. So doing six grams at a low tolerance, this was only my third time. And I didn't, I had a 35 hour fast prior. Not very smart of me, but I, I, my higher self was definitely protecting me because I did die and then had to come back. So you could do a 24-hour fast, but if you have low tolerance, please eat something. Drink water, okay? Please, please, for me. Okay, anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, after I opened my eyes and they sent me back into my vessel, I'm six grams, so low tolerance. So I'm seeing the craziest of visuals in my room. Everything's colorful and moving. Everything's moving. The door, the window, the, the ceiling is too much. Like, I just felt like I actually couldn't handle it visually with the subconscious mind like how can it pick up on every visual that it normally doesn't like it just didn't feel right so I had to keep just reminding myself to keep your eyes closed just keep your eyes closed but every time I would close my eyes I would get sent back to that dimensional space so I'm like now I'm just scared I'm getting anxious and prior guys prior this was like I felt like eternity years for me consciously but it was only 30 minutes in to the trip and that trip lasts more than eight hours, six grams and my low tolerance. I didn't eat anything for 35 hours. Like this was going to be a ride, you know? So I was anxious and not grounded. So I literally left my room and I'm going, I would go to my mom as she's working and I'm like, mom, I just did six grams of mushrooms. And I know what you guys are thinking. You went to your parents. How did they react? Like, oh my God, your parents. Like, right, like, and I had this whole setup, like, I just had everything, water and all snacks and stuff in my room, so I didn't have to bring it up to them, because I wanted to have a private moment and not feel judged, but it was way too much, like, I was terrified, so I'm like, like, forget about the consequences, whatever they're going to say, like, I need help, like, do I need to go to the hospital? I just died, like, it was a lot of thoughts going on, so, yeah, I go to my mom, she's like, okay, like, you, you just did okay so she lays me down on the floor and I, bla I blacked out so I don't remember anything and then I remember hearing her voice so I woke up again and she's talking to me and I'm just staring at her because I'm not really there like I'm kind of out of body and not really present so she's talking to me and I'm not really there like I, I keep blacking out so I'm not fully there so I, um, she goes back to sit down and she's watching TV and she just lets me sit there and she's Googling it because she doesn't know what to do. She goes to my dad and tells him like, Lace just did mushrooms, six grams of mushrooms. I don't know what to do. And, you know, my mom, she's the type of person who's been through a lot of hardships, so she can't handle a, a, a stressful situation. Like she 
she's an emotional authority in her human design. So she's just not the type of person to logically think rationally about a situation. So it was just a lot of her, like a lot on her. And she had a traumatic experience of it because of me. And I'm like, you know, I, I am, I'm very, I apologize. I did apologize three times while I was high, you know, that probably came off funnier than it should have, but I was high saying, mom, I'm so sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so I turned her, I'm like, I want to go to the hospital. And she's like, no, you can't go to the hospital. They will lock you up. Like you will go to the psych ward. I can't let you do that. Let's just, uh, dad's putting on his clothes. He's going to take you on a walk. That's one way you can get the mushrooms out. Drink lots of water. So they made me drink like two of my eternal alkaline water bottles. Um, and that actually did help a little bit. But when they tried to get me to walk outside with them, I just said, that's not a good idea. Like, I just intuitively knew, like, that's just not a good idea. It doesn't sound smart. I barely, I'm blacking out. Like, I barely can walk. Like, it, it, this is, like, less than an hour into it. It hasn't peaked yet. Like, it's just, no, it's not a good idea. So I, I just walk back to my room, and I don't explain it too, too much. I'm just like, it's not a good idea. I go back to my room. I blacked out on the floor. <laughs> Dad comes in. I hear his voice. I'm like, okay, I'm back. He's like, come on, let's go on this walk. I'm like, no. Blacked out again. <laughs> There's a lot of blacking out, guys. <sighs> and then he goes, sits on the couch. And then I sit on the couch with him because that's like, okay, I just want to feel safe around somebody just in case. Because I just felt like I just died. And I just don't want to die right now, you know, in 2023. Like, this is not very Y2K of us. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Blacked out again on the couch. Four hours passed. I was out of body. I don't remember nothing, but I do know there was work being done on me. So four, four hours passed, wake up again. I, I say, I'm getting overstimulated. I'm going to go lay down in my bedroom. Go lay down in my bedroom. I wake up. I go to my mom. I tell her sorry. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go lay back down. As I'm walking back to my room in the hallway to go lay back down, I, I'm like, I have to throw up. Like, I'm like, mm, mm. and I run to my bathroom. I throw it up. I get back up. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, the medicine's done with me. Like, when you throw up mushrooms, the medicine's done with you, right? It wasn't a full eight to nine hours. So it was definitely done with me. I go sleep again. I took like an hour nap or something. Yeah, it was like an hour nap or something. And then this is where my higher self integrated with me. So I stand up and but I'm like standing up super tall and confident and I was just grounded naturally and I didn't feel high anymore I felt like my body was still kind of shaking from the high but I was conscious and in control of the whole situation and I didn't really feel mentally high like I felt good so I'm just standing up straight and I'm walking around kind of like a goddess honestly like yes but I'm walking to my mom again I'm like, mom, like, I completely understand why dad need to be here at this time. Because when they were all together, just making sure I was okay, even my dogs were by my side, um, making sure I was okay, they knew something was kind of off. Um, so I'm telling her, like, yeah, like, I'd, I I, want to tell you the experience after I, like, come back. Because, like, this was, I just understand why you guys both had to be here today to help me through this and she's like okay just sit down and talk about it because she's kind of having like that anxious and 
anxious moment where she just wants me to hurry up and tell her what happened so she can feel more at ease with herself. But my intuition was like, like a boundary was just naturally placed. And it was like, not right now. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my experience. I'll come back when the time's right, which I never do. Beforehand, guys, I didn't have a lot of boundaries. <laughs> like, I I didn't. So it was just like a shocker when I thought about how it just naturally flowed out of me. I'm like, something's different. I like it. Something's different, you know? Go to the bathroom. And I look up. And my higher self's just staring at me. In my body. And I'm like, oh my god. And I just start dancing. And like singing a song. We integrate it. We integrate it. We integrate it. And I'm like sticking my tongue at her. And I'm just like, I'm just so happy. Because I've been waiting on this moment for a long time. So I was just so happy. And I'm still high. So, you know, a lot of the emotions of fear and doubt and confusion was not there. It's just like, just like blissfulness, ecstasy, feeling really light um, and feeling at peace within my being. Like it was just, I was really happy. My inner child was happy. So a lot of dancing, a lot of singing, just a lot of excitement. And my higher self is doing telepathic communication on me. And she's like, I need you to listen. And I could hear it as clear as day. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what telepathic communication is like, guys. Like, so she's just and it's one conscious thought. Like, it's only one thought that goes through your mind. Um, But you naturally have an inner knowing of how to decipher if it's you or not because one is a higher knowing like they will literally take you out of any moment and make you focus on what they have to say and if it's your ego it can sound a little negative self like like negative self-talk limited it doesn't it's it's like fueled with fear or doubt but when it's their higher self it's kind of like you just know oh like I gotta be the student it's it's my teacher teaching me something right now I gotta focus so I'm listening to my higher self giving me all these lessons and stuff. And um, she put me in the Kundalini Ascension portal with all, I, I I wish I had a illustration picture. I know there's some online, but if I, if I could really actually show you guys, if this was an audio recording, it would be really cool to reference, but to search up a Kundalini um, awakening or Ascension portal, and you'll see what they put you in. Uh, to get your DNA activated and repaired and all that jazz, you know, awakening you and enhancing your awareness of consciousness, just kind of giving you more access to your consciousness, which means more access to being able to connect to the many different timelines that you have and integrate whatever you feel is that you resonate with or want or need or what your higher self will literally give you in in that season divine timing for what's right at that time yeah so I'm in the kundalini ascension portal and I can hear the light codes being inserted into me like it was a very high-pitched frequency but there's if anyone has ever had the kundalini ascension um portal uh experience or also uh just anything kind of in that same category I wonder if you guys also heard the music but there's music that you hear when you're going through this process and it kind of sounds like shamanic drumming or tribal music like it's very 
earth. Like, it's just, like, some type of music you'd hear if you were, like, in the jungle, but without drums. So it's just very tribal. So that's the music I've heard for, like, two days straight, um, letting me know that I'm still in that process of integrating all these things. Um, so after my higher self is going through working with myself, like, telling me different techniques on how to work with myself and how to work with it, like, how to hear it, like, telling me to place my hand on my heart and feel my heart and in, in the mirror I would see my heart just glow really green and vibrant because my heart itself integrated at, in, within me and it has a very high frequency light body so my energy was, was just 10 times more vibrant um and then she would tell me to place my hand over my throat and that would activate it and um it was just a very vibrant blue and she told me to recite these affirmations I stand in my truth with trust and confidence and she made me repeat that until I believed it and then um I kind of just worked on some of the other chakras and then she just kept saying you know focus listen giving me some different insight and then she, I asked her if I could see her and she said yes so I look in the mirror and I'm trying to see her and she says I don't have a face I'm just the awareness so you're only going to see yourself and I'm like oh okay that makes sense like yeah that makes sense okay um and then she also is like I want you to focus on your third eye so I'm focusing on my third eye and when I focused on my third eye in the mirror my whole face was just glowing with different chakras kind of like the meridian points of just the different portals in my face and it was like just flowing of energy within my skin and it was beautiful and I see that same thing in my hands the palm of my hands like uh, when I did my foreground trips I could see the chakra uh rainbow colors flow in my hands so just seeing that on my face was just chef's kiss wow you know I got to ask for my spiritual gifts I wanted in this lifetime uh but then you know you guys know me I, I love to experience everything so I kind of told her, uh, I just want everything, honestly, at this point. Just give me all of it. And then put me in alignment and balance and harmony with you. I just want to be with you. And then she kind of tuned me out after I said that. Like, yes, I did get my gifts. But after my mind started to chatter, what I wanted that wasn't really re relevant to, to this season, you know, like, it's not what I needed right now. She kind of tuned me out and just let me sit in silence. So I noticed that her voice was gone and I just knew she kind of left to let me just sit in silence and take it all in. So I drank some water. I sat on the floor. I meditated. I just continued to listen to the music that was playing in my ears and hearing the light codes being inserted. Um, and yeah, I walked around my house after that, drank some more water and just sat outside and just looked at the sun and looked outside and just enjoyed the, the noises of being outside. And I wasn't really high, so it wasn't like enhanced noises, but it was just, I just came back from feeling I was like in eternity in a conscious void. So it was just nice to be back at, on earth and just, just be, just exist without needing to overthink everything we do do as a human like I lost a lot of my limited beliefs guys like before I went through this process I felt inadequate like I felt like yeah I know I can experience all this stuff but like I was basing so much of my truth and how I love myself through other people kind of like people pleasing like I would make other people's truth a part of my truth and wasn't really standing firm and confident in my own and I wasn't using as much discernment I didn't have a lot of boundaries you know 
And it was just one of those things where I really got to self-reflect while I'm on the floor and realize like this whole time I could have just accepted myself and accepted my innate truth and not based it literally on anyone else. So <laughs> that was just one of the most beautiful moments I could ever ask for in my life um, because I I did ask to heal from things like that with her. I asked her if you can heal me from feeling inadequate, heal me from feeling as I need to be someone I'm not, heal me from, you know, feeling as I need to even do plant medicines to feel like I'm on the right path or connected with you. Like, so it, it's just such a beautiful journey, guys. It really is because now that I surrender more to the flow and just accept this journey like I'm actually grateful to be here because I was there for a long time where I was bored and now I'm back so it's like I don't even care about a lot of the stuff I care about and I I feel way more um tapped into earth uh I connect with water more and it telepathically communicates and tells me how to work with it and what I need done and healing and that's why spiritual baths for me are just beautiful and you know coming from Lemuria and the Syrian A star seed water is a lot it's a important thing for us you know like in Sirius A there's mermaids and dolphins and you know there's a lot of ocean kind of related like just water there and in Lemuria that's earth you know a, a civilization it was once called Mew but Back then when Atlantis and, you know, uh, those times um, surrounded by oceans and we were connected and even dolphins and everything water and just things like that is very beautiful and very sacred. And I will no longer forever take that for granted in this lifetime, at least, you know, um, I'm getting emotional because it's like I feel that so intensely and it's very important to me to be respectful and be grateful and to honor all things that all conscious things that have been here the whole time that I just was unaware of. And I complain about my life sometimes and wish that I had more and I was selfish because I didn't ever take a second to prioritize myself or even be grateful enough to just, you know, just love my spirit team or my higher self or consciousness just for it, it existing instead it's like I would only talk to them if I needed help or wanted something and now it's like I'm just grateful I exist and I'm grateful they exist and even if they didn't help me I would still love them because they exist and I know they love me unconditionally without rhyme or reason so I'm just happy that I got to really learn those lessons to detach from a lot of things that it doesn't serve my highest good and you know really just fall into what I'm supposed to be doing you know I am a light being my purpose here is to be light so you know I have integrated all versions of myself my childhood teen adult elder shadow self and I tap into them and telepathically communicate with them uh, when they kind of make me aware of it and when I think about it and I no longer fear death or fear my shadow side the dark side I actually welcome it now because I'm like yeah you protect me you make me stand 10 toes tall of my truth you give me that confidence give me a backbone and it's beautiful it's a beautiful connection with um within all of me now so I just want to share that story and even and and just real quick Layla 
just real quick, I just want to say that, um, like literally within this week, and I just realized it's only been a week. Like it's in this week, I've had so many intense dreams, which is normal for ascension symptoms. Like your higher self's integrated with you now, so you're going to have more vivid dreams, but intense dreams, and then everything's been like lining up so fast within this week. Like I just learned that I'm a, like also from ancient Kemet too. Like as of yesterday, um, and what I learned was Sirius A and Lumeria worked with ancient Kemet as well. So I had all three of those timelines. So I've been on Earth for a long time, like like before BC times. Like I've been here for a very long time. So I'm just really excited to unpack more of my timelines, you know, in that season. No rushing it, but I'm open to receiving whatever comes through and I'll keep you guys updated. But what an exciting life. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. That was a crazy story, but not so crazy because it happened. So that's really cool. And it's cool that everyone stayed home because it's like you need that there and like animals energy and family energy is very grounding. But I, I agree with you, like, when I came back to Earth, and that's exactly what it feels like coming back to Earth, and Earth element is your body, so coming back to your body, um, oh my gosh, it feels so good, and it feels like you spent so much time in your head, and you're like, oh my gosh, thank God I'm back, I'm not, you know, experiencing these really high highs and really low lows, um, and you just basically want to do what you did like for me it was just watching the waves like and I'm very connected to water too so it's like wow that just makes you appreciate literally just sitting there and just being and it makes you appreciate everything so much more because your nervous system is now back to a regulated state and you just feel like oh such like a feeling of relief that not that it's over but that you're here now thank you for sharing that that's crazy yeah and I have a question, like, because obviously, even if you don't integrate with your higher self, your higher self still guiding you on your path. But do you feel like, like, what are the signs or symptoms that you get from your spirit team or your higher self that connects you with them more? Yeah, so... I am so envious. I love that you have that experience. That is so cool because I'm a visual learner. So like if I could have that experience, which maybe I will in the future, you know, um, I'm still going to do some different plant medicines in a ceremony, which really excites me. Um, but yeah, like that sounds so cool to me to visually see it because for me, it's always, and I think we talked about this last time we did a podcast together, but for me, it's auditory downloads. So there's a lot of auditory downloads when I'm about to make a decision, there's usually a devil and an angel, if you will, or there's different layers, right? Your ego, and then there's your subconscious, and then there's your higher self too, and your spirit team. Um, one way that things happened for me is that when we call upon my great grandmother, me and my mom, she was a healer in the town in Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad. And she was a healer. So she would do what were called exorcisms back then and things like that for people. So that's what she used to do. And when we call upon her, I almost always get on stage for my poetry slams. And by the way, I said your poetry is so cool. But yeah, so I almost always get on stage. And this one time I didn't get on stage and I was like, hmm, like, like my ancestors need to come through right now 
Um, but we left early and me and my mom just had this amazing dinner. We went to bed early. We woke up and saw the sunrise in Toronto. I'm like, that was meant to happen. I'm like, we just needed this time to find this restaurant. And it's always auditory. And it's usually through things happening that I wish for and that I want to manifest happening. And then me realizing that it wasn't for me or then me realizing that it didn't happen for a reason. And then this feeling of like relief really comes through. And I'm like, oh, that's them telling me that it wasn't meant for me. If it's a feeling of like sadness or grief, that means it's a lesson that God or source is putting me through. So just recognizing my feelings, that's how they come through. Um, we've seen orbs and photos. So like those green orbs, they're apparently angels or people from your spirit team. So that is how they come through for me. Um, they also come through in weird coincidences. So I held a cacao breathwork and yoga mini retreat at a yoga retreat center um, a couple of Sundays ago. And this lady that I met at Lululemon back when I was working at Lululemon um, in the marketing industry, uh, she came up to me and you know, she was crying, venting, telling me everything. And I was like, this is definitely one of my gifts because people always come up to me and tell me all, all of their stuff. And I just love holding space. It doesn't feel like a chore, right? So that's one of my gifts. That's how I know that they tell me that it's one of my gifts. But anyways, she came to the retreat and she was wearing a ring that looked, that was literally the identical ring of my grandfather. And I was like, interesting. And my mom had said to me, that's the identical ring. We have a photo of it. And she's like, yeah, I work at Costco. This lady that I met and she came to my retreat. She's like, yeah, I saw it at Costco because I work there. And she's like, I just put it on and I loved it. And it has his initials on it and everything. And we're like, this is weird. And she never came to any one of my retreats. You know, it's two years later and she shows up and my mom has immediate connection with her. And it's just really interesting. And um you know, she's definitely one of those people that have guided me and showed me my gifts. So it's interesting how maybe, you know, my great grandfather was stepping in there. So it's really cool. And I definitely want to take your advice and go more deep into my ancestry. But this episode has been so like eye opening for me. So I hope it is for everyone listening to. Yeah. And and guys, I understand how limited beliefs work. You know, um, you think limited, <laughs> uh, but I just want to encourage you and empower you to think about the bigger picture, you know, your actual innate truth, who your being is. It's not, this is just one part of your, you know, higher being that's already been experiencing all these timelines in the now. So, you know, I just encourage you to think about the bigger picture and not think about so much of what's going on just on earth. Like this is part of your ascension process. Like you are here to help others ascend and help others especially if you're listening to this episode or podcast but you're definitely a light worker or a energy healer like a healer to help ascend and assist humanity you know that's a lot of the time that's all of our purpose but you know everyone has a little razzle dazzle of something else that adds to their soul's journey um I know a little bit about mine um that's a little bit you know not talked about so it's like really cool as well how when you're uh, working with your higher self and it, or just even with your spirit team and it's giving you all this knowledge about yourself and you're like oh this is really truly unique and meant for me like I should beat to my own drum and not care so much about what other people tell me about myself like do you guys ever feel like you get really upset 
by someone when they hurt your feelings like you kind of take it personal and I know if you guys read the four agreements to not take it personal but like you actually kind of for some people they might get vindictive or want revenge like oh this person hurt me or they might feel so much anger like why did this person say that why did they project on me why did they make me feel this way like you know and some of us might seek into victim mode where it's like me 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 like I can't believe you did this to me but just want to tell you now it's never about you it is definitely the root of them every time because if they were able to have emotional intelligence or be fully tapped in with their higher self and have a like in alignment with their balance and harmony with their being which shadow and light which higher self and soul they would not project onto you this way so just also be mindful everyone's path and journey is unique to them and them projecting onto you is literally to reflect back to you how to have emotional intelligence and respond and react in these situations for your own ascension process. This is all for your own benefit because you chose, you chose to play this role in this time and you made the choice to go through these moments of challenges and people trying to take your power or limit you or say you're this and that. You don't get to tell me who I am. I choose my identity and you don't get to tell me how, what my identity is. And be very wary of people like energe energetic vampires, you know, or just, and you can even search that up and what that means and the, and the ways that people become energetic vampires, what that looks like, you know, what that can feel like. But just be also wary that if you feel like you're you you can't be your authentic self with someone or you have to compromise your being just for them to feel some type of way about you or or when you're in an environment they always have something to tell you about yourself that's negative like these are energy takers they're not here to make you feel good about yourself they are here to reflect the the feeling of inadequacy that you feel because you believe and give them power to believe in that but if you take back take back that power and just find the freedom in your own truth that you know to know who you are and focus on you in the connection with source instead of basing your existence on what other people feel about you like I promise you things will shift into your life you do not need to base your existence on what other people think. We have been here for too long to keep repeating these cycles. We are eternal beings. We keep repeating the same lesson for our own ascension process. And it's going to keep happening until you can master that. Do not base yourself on the external world. I don't care how mean they said it. I don't care how how wrong they've done it, how evil they are, because at the end of the day, it's how you respond to it. Did you set boundaries? If not, now you're learning how to set boundaries. Did you tell them and communicate with emotional intelligence or just do healthy communication, you know, explaining why this is not okay for you? Okay, now you need to work on that. Everything in your life is a catalyst for you to grow grow on so i i'm just saying if you guys come to me and start complaining or saying how things are going wrong i'm going to tell you nothing's going wrong this is meant to happen right now no matter how dark it might seem because these challenges are helping you to be able to 
integrate it, you know, transmute it, or just see the catalyst of the other side of it. Work on your inner world. This is only happening because you're not doing the inner work. And I just think that's very important. You want to sin? I'm telling you how. Listen. Listen to your team. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your own being. Listen to yourself and your team. Do not listen to the external world unless, you know, of course, you know, actual earth or the water. But if it's another human, especially they're not using their own higher self uh, discernment. No, no longer. Uh -uh -uh. No longer. <laughs> I love that. I love the integration of the shadow because I find for me, like it's a cyclical cycle where we're constantly coming back to ourselves. And I'd said that before, but using the shadow is, is a great tool. And I'm so glad that you've given us that light reminder, <laughs> you know, to constantly use that. So, oh yeah, it's 444. Look at that. I love that. I love numerology too. That's another way that they really manifest into my life, but I could go down a rabbit hole of that. Um, but yeah, one thing if I could say to now our collective audience, which is super exciting, um, it is that, yeah, growth is not linear. And if anything, setbacks should excite you. Even if emotionally they don't excite you, eventually they should excite you. They should activate you. Because like Elijah said, it's really, really a catalyst for you. It's a catalyst for your growth and breakdowns offer breakthroughs. And even for me, when I was going through so, so much mentally, I lightened that load by writing poetry and I would not have written my entire book without having gone through mental setbacks. And usually your pain is your purpose, right? So you should be able to apply that to your purpose no matter what you've gone through. Even if it's grief or loss, that soul is still there. It's still part of your team, whether you've lost a loved one or lost somebody close to you. That soul is always going to be part of your team. And it was just their time to ascend and to move forward and to reincarnate and um, to adventure, go into different realms. So that is always a lesson for you because they can come back to when it's due time mm -hmm. in different formations. So yeah, that's a lesson I would tell everybody as well, because we had um, three people express that they lost their fathers in the circle um, within the same couple of months. And it's just cool to see how many people were previously not going to open up to one another and then did in the sharing circle and realized they have so much in common and it was all a catalyst for them to become more vulnerable, to become more loving and compassionate, to see themselves in another person. So that's one lesson I would tell everyone to kind of go home with tonight. <laughs> and I guess the lesson, just to do a real quick recap of the main lesson I'm trying to share. Obviously, you can learn through people's experiences, but the main lesson I am trying to get to is to listen surrender to the flow trust the process and listen to your intuition you don't know how okay prioritize time for yourself make your morning spiritual hygiene night routine prioritize a time to just be and just ask like ask yourself a question and just sit in silence and whatever comes up you can write it down or just play be like okay like it's it's very simple and the mind overthinks it and it's very simple just listen you can listen to even all your chakra portals if you want to listen how you can better speak your truth 
listen to your throat chakra. If you want to know how can I see my, you know, the actual reality I want, or how can I see the good in the situation, da, 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 your third eye. How can I feel my like heart and how can I fall in love with myself? How can I have compassion for everyone? Even if I'm feeling stagnant and at a low place, like how can I still be a service if I feel like I, I can't really help if I'm at this point in time stagnant and low and suffering still call in your heart. Like there's going to be so many metaphors in your life of your reality. That's going to reflect back to you to learn these lessons, but just 100% listen to yourself listen to your spirit team too because they're trying to tell you what to do like if you go to a reader and they tell you hey your spirit team wants you to do this do it when they tell you to do it because I promise you if you just listen and took action which is the part of the integration of the ascension process is taking action on what your higher team is trying to get you to understand and learn about yourself so use my dogs are coming in but yes, use that the, the knowledge and messages from your spirit team and, and integrate it into your routine. And don't make excuses and complain about why you can't do something. You can do anything. Don't make your please don't make your mind think you can't do the things that you want in this life. Like if you feel like you don't have enough time, just make more time. It's so simple and we make it, we overthink it and we make it overly complicated because our mind is keeps trying to make us believe limited. Think big. Think bigger. Anything is possible. Anything. So, yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you, Alicia. Thank you so much. This is awesome. I already feel my strength and my power within me right now. Every episode has a different vibration. So, it's really, really interesting that this is what came through for us today. So, thank you so much for having me. And, yeah, I'm excited to see where all of our audience and us to go within the next, you know, few timelines. I'm really excited. <laughs> of course. I'm so grateful that we exist amongst the same timeline and I will forever be in your timeline somehow, some way. Maybe I'm your dog in the next life. I'm not manifesting that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I love you, Layla. Thank you for co-hosting this with me, this beautiful project forever. You know, you're so creative and you always bring just your divine light that everyone just needs in their life right now. You know, we need that. So love you so much. And thank you again for this lovely episode and letting me share my truth. Thank you. Thank you for your wisdom. Appreciate it as always. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys.